Hello, this is Cam. And this is Mel. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the series finale of the show Claws on TNT. So join us for this week's discussion. Let's start off with a little bit of news. Uh, the Oscar nominations are in. Do we still care about these? Is it a big deal? I mean, it, yes, but it's definitely feels a little tainted. Yeah, I feel like the same movies were in all the categories, but I don't mm. know if that's typical or because Pickens are slim last year because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, that's true. But uh, since we're rooting for everybody Black, uh, let's go ahead and call out our favorite nominees that also happen to be African-American because it is Black History Month. Indeed. So for Best Actor in a Leading Role, we actually have two gentlemen that are African-American, and that is one, Mr. Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, I guess we should also shout out Javier Bardem, uh, another person of color. He's from Spain. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't count. Scratch that. <laughs> okay. Uh, best actress, unfortunately, we don't have any ladies of color, um, but Nicole Kidman is nominated uh, for her. <laughs> What? Yeah, lady of color. <laughs> I love Nicole Kidman. I just didn't expect you to say her. I said, I said we didn't have any ladies of color in this category. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I'm just interested to see where this goes. <laughs> Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos, her depiction of Lucille Ball, and Jessica Chastain for their eyes, for the eyes of Tammy Faye. I do, I do like Jessica Chastain. You know, she helped Octavia Spencer negotiate a higher salary and all that. So she's a great, she's a great ally. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, best cinematography: uh, Dune, West Side Story, and Macbeth. So Zendaya's in Dune, and we know that Denzel's in Macbeth. So good, black people. (laughs) Uh, Best picture we've got king richard don't look up in dune again i don't did you see dune yet still have not watched it i'm slacking definitely was not best picture in my i was surprised because i keep hearing people say they almost fell asleep on it this is very long great yeah i did multiple (laughs) times i fell asleep uh the cinematography absolutely is beautifully shot but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you have any notable Oscar nominations that you wanted to point out? Uh, yeah. So I just want to talk about um, King Richard's nomination specifically. It's nominated for six awards, which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome. So as you already mentioned, Will Smith is nominated for Best Actor. Uh, Supporting Actress Anjanou Ellis is nominated, which 
I'm really excited about. I think she is a fantastic character actress, and I feel like she deserves all of her flowers. Um, somewhat recently, she's been in such things as Lovecraft Country, Quantico, and When They See Us. So uh, mm. I just think she's fantastic. So very glad she is getting um, this acknowledgement. Congrats it is- to the young Anjali. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I was going to mention perfect all- name for this industry. <laughs> right. right, right. Uh, I was also going to mention um, act- best actress in a supporting role, um, Ariana DeBose, uh, who plays Anita in the new West Side Story, is also nominated. She's Afro Latina. So yeah. uh, give her a little shout out. Anita is my favorite character in West Side Story. Haven't seen the new one yet, but Rita Moreno did win for her portrayal in the original. Uh, going back to King Richard, uh, along so as you mentioned as well, best picture, uh, best original screenplay, uh, Zach Balin, film editing, Pamela Martin, and best original song, Be Alive by my, by my <laughs> first cousin, Beyonce <laughs> Knowles hyphen Carter. So, you know, definitely, definitely hope she wins that one. Oh yeah. This this definitely would this be this would be her first. Oscar win, right? Dream Girl should have won something. She won for. I think Listen was nominated. Hold on, let me see. I think Listen. So after fact checking, uh, very quickly, it looks like Listen from Dream Girls was nominated for an Oscar in two thousand seven, but she's not one of the writers on that, I believe. So I think that's why. Be Alive is considered her first Oscar nomination. She is one of the writers. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. So, very excited for my good cousin. And also, um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Lucia Harris, uh, the basketball player, Queen of Basketball, who had passed mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, her the short documentary about her that I also mentioned. Um, again available on new york times please watch it it's called the queen of basketball it is nominated for best documentary subject so yes definitely hope that wins um you know wish she was here to see it but you know definitely rooting for that film wow yeah well did you hear that uh good old egot winner Whoopi goldberg has been suspended from the view oh i sure did yep it is so interesting how you can just say a couple of wayward things about the Jewish community and you talk whatever shit you want about any other race, but the Jews and white people, wealthy white people, have you losing your job. It's just, it's interesting how power and money comes into play. But essentially, Whoopi said that... Uh, incorrectly said that the holocaust was not about race because it was two groups of white people not really understanding the the history and i guess uh dynamics of uh you know the politics of the day and what people considered you know race religion um so she did backtrack and she apologized but they decided to suspend her to reflect so stupid (laughs) well she's been it for like two weeks right yes well i think because i mean there have been other people suspended for talking about different groups of people and all that and i think the bigger issue was that she wasn't just talking about like 
well, there's a difference like being in being ethnically Jewish and being religiously Jewish or Jewish or whatever. But it was like uh she was talking about the Holocaust, which that's yeah, that's I mean, that's a very, very touchy subject. Um, but I thought is Whoopi not like religiously Jewish? I thought she was. Mm. So that's why I was also like, this is the Goldberg. Yeah, but I thought that was her last name because I thought she was uh, practicing Judaism. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but that's why I was like, why are you even like, isn't this your, like, your crew, like your people? Like, so I, I don't know, maybe I'm mistaken, but um, I feel like also the lens that like she was looking at it through or speaking on it about she was saying it was it was about religion and not race but during the holocaust they were seen as an inferior race so i get that like here they you know they're considered white like it's not uh, it's not a different race but during that time it was considered a different race so it was just i mean it wasn't what she said was not accurate it's, it's a ill-informed comment yeah. that she has now been suspended for. Um, I just don't know what these suspensions do. I, I mean, I assume they're still getting paid. So it's just Probably, like yeah. a paid vacation to do damage control? I don't, I don't know. Or they're supposed to think twice <laughs> before they make I mean, ignorant statements. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's supposed to happen. Like, you're supposed to, I guess, you know, reflect on it and maybe, I don't know, do research, talk to people, whatever. You know, people, um, whenever they get in trouble, they always say, like, you know, I'm listening and learning. I think that's what you're supposed to do in that time period. I don't know. I kind of feel like, I mean... I, I don't remember why other people got suspended in the past, but to me, this just feels like someone who was misinformed and spoke on that. Like, it didn't seem like she was trying to say anything negative about the Jewish community. She was just wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you know, actually, yeah. I mean, I can't remember exactly what she said, but from what when I first heard about it I was like oh god like did she say like the holocaust wasn't real or you know like something (laughs) really really out there and but you're right I think it was more like um that's just not quite correct so yeah yeah she said it's not about race it's about man's inhumanity to man that's what it's about so whatever they suspended her I mean who watches the view anyways Uh, yeah the view is just it's uh it's all over the place. <laughs> I don't know who watches these things. Um, okay. Spike Lee, he is directing a new Colin Kaepernick documentary for ESPN Films based on his life. Um, and I think specifically his like sports career. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to look up because I thought we had already done this with Ava. <laughs> at I did too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but apparently his Netflix show, I think it's called Colin Black and White, focuses mainly on his childhood experiences, like 
being a mixed kid in a white family and, you know, a white uh, community. Ah, okay. okay. Not necessarily his time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to be kind of from his perspective, first time he's speaking out about a lot of the things that happened behind closed doors. Oh, wow. Um, maybe he'll tell us how much money he walked away from the table with. That'd be, I feel like he's got to be pretty paid. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it had to be scary at first, though. You didn't know it was going to turn out that way, you know? Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's terrible. But yeah, I mean, I would say it seems like he was compensated quite heftily. Um, but we'll see because you can't talk yeah. about it. So, right, right. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to watch. It. I still need to watch the Colin Black and White. I have not watched that Same. yet. Yeah. Actually, Same. I just, speaking of sports docs, I just watched the uh, Malice in the Palace. Or Malice oh, at the Palace. that was a good one. That Ooh, was good that one. was good. I, there was so much stuff, like, I did not remember about it. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, it just goes to show how, what media and, like, PR and marketing and all that can, yeah. can do. It was, yeah, it was sad. Felt very bad for Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah. All right. My last little bit of news is about one of your faves, Mr. John Boyega. Oh, he is starring in a movie with Jamie Foxx and Tiana Paris. It is called They Clone Tyrone. It is coming out on Netflix. And it not too much is out about it, but it says it's a sci-fi comedy. You know, I love sci-fi. And who doesn't love to laugh? Um, I but know. it's a sci- <laughs> You're a curmudgeon. <laughs> So it's a sci-fi comedy about a government conspiracy. Uh, apparently they cloned Tyrone. So we'll see what, what chaos ensues. And do we know if him or Jamie Foxx are Tyrone? Or is that somebody completely different? Uh, we don't know yet. Don't know I, yet. Okay. I, I actually, I do think neither one of them are Tyrone, Jamie or John. I think okay. they're all three working to figure out who cloned or why they cloned Tyrone. Okay nice yeah i'm definitely excited for that okay no release date yet but keep your eyes peeled yeah all right well let's dive right on in to claws the series finale yeah little little sad about it but are you okay i i always have a very hard time with series finales like (laughs) every every series finale you have a hard time yeah, if it's a show that I like, yeah. yeah. I always get really sad. Like, it's just like, damn, like, I'm never going to see these characters again. Like, I'm also, you know, I'm a cancer. I get sentimentally attached to pretty much everything. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it made me a little sad. But I think maybe it was time for Claws to, uh, to wrap it up. It got gotten pretty wild. I mean, at this point, they are like contract killers. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was working everybody. Yeah, the murders were getting a little bit too casual. Um, no, <laughs> like nobody's really feeling remorse anymore. So, yeah. Um, so, Claws is a show about um, a nail salon um, ran by Desna Sims, played by Niecy Nash, and her group of best friends basically uh jen polly quiet ann and virginia 
it's a nail shop in um, Manatee County, Florida, kind of, uh, you know, what you would imagine Florida nail shop to be like, I guess. But very fun, dark comedy, um, at least started out very fun. So basically this season, um, Desna has started a program called Claws Up, which is basically Mary Kay or Avon, but with pills. So um, she has the girls in her salon selling the pills and also has some like outside agents, um, including one who is played by Miss Juicy from Little Women of Atlanta. Miss Juicy, baby. But of course, you know, things go awry, whatever. Her and Quiet Ann fell out last season because uh, Quiet Ann's um, wa- girlfriend was uh, shot and killed and she blamed Desna for it. So just kind of a, a lot of tension this episode, or sorry, this season. Desna ends up meeting um, this really like hot UPS driver named Tony. They end up in a situationship. Um, and she starts telling him things about her business and what they're doing with the pills and basically like every crime they've ever committed. And to me that I was like, this seems like a bad idea. Like, why is she opening up so much to him? Of course, he ends up being a DEA agent. He takes this back to, um, you know, the other agents or whatever. So they're planning a case against uh, Desna, um, all of her crew, um, Uncle Daddy, aka Clay Husser, and everyone related in their little group. So, isn't Dick constantly getting Desna in trouble? Yes. Okay. I was <laughs> every she, season. Every season. She actually makes a comment, like the very end of this episode, about how, like, hey, like, is Dick like always like getting me in trouble? And it's like, yeah, like, like this is the second time that it's like almost gotten her like killed or arrested basically so right and then in that scene um they also kind of make a reference to her like actual life and like you know you should try women (laughs) 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 i thought that was kind of cheeky yeah that was pretty funny yeah So um, the opening of this episode, um, or say at the end of last episode, uh, Desna shoots Clay in the head kind of out of self-defense um, after he shoots Bryce, uh, his son, or his nephew's son, <laughs> in his shoulder. So at the beginning of this episode, um, you know, the other girls are there. They're trying to help them clean up the scene. So they figure out a way to uh, leave a note and make Clay take the fall for um, Tony's, sorry, I forgot to mention, in a fit of rage, last episode, uh, Bryce ends up killing uh, Tony in his UPS truck before he finds out that he is a DA agent. So uh, they figure out a way to make Clay take the fall. Um, Polly writes a note, and her Clay impression is spot on. It's so good. Perfect Florida Dixie Mafia accent. Mm-hmm. So because um, Desna had told Tony all of this information, as I mentioned, the feds have built a pretty solid case against them. So she had set up a fake heroin deal. Um, So she knows like the agents are going to go there. And while the agents are supposed to be going to this deal, um, she had made a plan for her and her girls to um, escape out of Florida um, and go to Cuba. So in a previous episode, um, her best friend, Jen, um, 
had just an, unfortunately a miscommunication of her husband and her kids end up getting taken because they were left alone for like an hour or two so she's like I cannot go without my kids so you know I'll meet you guys later whatever um, but Polly and Virginia come up with a way to get her kids back they're being watched by her um, older daughter's dad aka black daddy so <laughs> they go over uh, with some I guess hush money and they're able to get the girl so fantastic uh is it what are we saying about black fathers in <laughs> in the show i i hadn't seen all the episodes so like was he a good dad was he like not wanting to take them in no so actually so what happened was when um both of jen and jen's daughters got taken um so they kind of got moved around from uh one woman she was a nice you know foster mom but they heard Bryce with the kidnap the girls <laughs> so then um they got in trouble for that so they went with um or sorry they went with um uncle daddy clay first um he fucked up so then they went with the woman um and clay took the fall for when they kidnapped the girls so the basically the last chance they had was for them to go with EJ uh aka black daddy um and so he was like, yeah, of course. But Jim was like, I need you to also take in Baylor, the younger daughter, who's Bryce's mm-hmm. biological daughter. Um, so yeah, he took in both the girls. So I think, you know, he was, he was he's a decent guy. Um, I just think Duke- what man would sell his child off to run away to another country? I, I don't know. Okay. I feel, I feel like this entire episode was like a fever dream and like someone was going to wake up. <laughs> at the end it was all just gonna be a dream you know there have been like several points this season where i'm like okay this has to be a dream <laughs> we're like like desna's just shot like one guy in her shop and i'm just like how are you gonna clean this up like what like it was just it just seems so like terribly thought out that i'm just like okay this has to be like a dream but no so um <laughs> I do wish they would have shown like Polly and Virginia go in to talk to EJ because like I totally expected to see him being like wait no this is crazy you know like something yeah um but I I choose to believe that it was more like okay like the girl should be with their mom and maybe he would have done it even without the money and the money was just kind of i don't know they should be with their mom and dad even though they're not great parents (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well i mean i think jen was jen's a good mom didn't she like relapse things happen um (laughs) she well, actually, she didn't relapse because Jen had... We're also forgetting that they've been criminals this whole time as well. Okay, well, you got to take that out of the equation. Like, apparently that's just <laughs> how Manatee County rolls. But um, she actually she didn't relapse. She um, got hooked on the pills that they were selling because she never had a problem with drugs before. I think she had an alcohol issue, but she was so stressed out after the kids got taken away that she started taking the pills to take the edge off and then yeah she did get hooked on those but she's clean now she's she's good okay <laughs> all right again this is a show where you really have to like suspend your disbelief yeah because 
All of them would have been dead seasons ago. <laughs> they get away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> so also when I said um, that Polly and Virginia had gotten Jen's kids back so everybody could go now, great. I didn't, what I meant was like now, like that was the one part holding Jen and Bryce back from going. Because also to me, it was dumb for Jen to say because of course like the cops would have come knocking on her door like they're not gonna right. let her try to get like you probably would have never got your kids back um, <laughs> and Bryce was like you know maybe we should go and try to get the girls later and she was just like no I'm not leaving without my kids yeah so everybody is good to go now everybody's packing then uh Virginia <laughs> ends up getting arrested for uh murdering um a girl named Georgia who she was trying to help get out the strip club and got her a job at the nail salon was trying to kind of send her on the same path that she had been on to um you know just help her get out of that life but because Jen had gotten addicted to pills and had started skimming them um Virginia thought that Georgia was stealing so Georgia took the blame all because she had gotten like a, a nice purse from a sugar daddy. So <laughs> Virginia was like, clearly she got this money from selling extra pills or whatever. So didn't even have real proof. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Again, as I said, I have a hard time with uh, series finales, but I think maybe it was time because it was just so out of Virginia's character to do something like this. And, like, mm -hmm. through all four seasons, Virginia has just kind of been wanting to prove herself to Desna and, you know, be a part of this crew or whatever. But, you know, Virginia was not, like, you know, she wasn't violent. Like, this wasn't really her thing. But Desna was just, like... Didn't she shoot Roland in, like, the first episode? Yeah, but that was self-defense. Because <laughs> he was trying to, um, he was trying to, like, kill or severely, like, hurt desna mm -hmm. so i don't really that's kind of different this was just like and it's like she didn't want to do it because she you know felt like this girl was her friend whatever but desna was like you know what you got to do which i'm like does nobody like i mean maybe like take a second to ask some questions before we can you interrogate her first right exactly exactly so uh georgia gets blamed for um jen's stealing of pills and um virginia tries to shoot her fucks it up there on like she on like an isolated bridge um and they end up wrestling and falling over the edge of the bridge and she drowns georgia so it seems like everything's well and good because this was you know it seems very isolated nobody's around little tiny wooden bridge but turns out they just got a surveillance camera on that bridge like a month prior so <laughs> it's pretty easy to figure out that it was virginia who did it so she gets arrested and you know it's like the damn like the the perfect plan quote unquote perfect plan has been messed up <laughs> um i didn't i thought that was it like when we saw like quiet ann goes to visit her and she's talking to her on the little like phone camera thing. I truly thought that was uh the like the end for Virginia's character on the show. Yeah, I was like, finally somebody's gonna face <laughs> some real consequences. <laughs> Didn't expect it to be her, but 
she deserved to be there. <laughs> yeah, I I did. I felt really bad for her though because I was just like, damn, like you gave it the peer pressure, and now like you're the one in jail when yeah, it's kind of you know all Desner's like manipulating. Yeah, all manipulation. Yeah, but surprise, surprise, <laughs> there's a there's a plan to Springer. <laughs> there is which also the way like they had like i don't know 36 hours to like do all this shit <laughs> like, ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> just completely unrealistic and the fact that they just let them go no paperwork no phone calls nothing uh, yeah and then I, I don't even know who the other person was that showed up yes yeah, so it was dr ken um who had ran the pill clinic for them I forgot the lady's name, but she was like a, a nurse or something in the clinic with him. Um, okay. I wish I knew her name. She was also on the show Treme and was very good on that show. But uh, so they pretend to be ICE agents and they go in and say that um, Virginia was in the country illegally um, and she had apparently committed international baby murder. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they needed to take her because whatever she had done internationally trumped what she had done in florida so they're able to get her out and everything's back on everything <laughs> is <laughs> everything's perfect but then um quiet ann uh she um she's pregnant and she just wants to get out of the city or wants to get out of the area wants to start fresh with her um baby so she has been an informant um, uh, for the DEA and has been giving them information about uh, Desna and the crew. So she finds out that, you know, Desna is uh, planning to leave to go to Cuba. She shows up at the dock and puts like TNT in the boat and um, is on the phone with uh, the DEA agent saying, um, there's no heroin sale like that was that was a trick um she is coming to the docks to they're all trying to escape to cuba basically so desna shows up and she's like i you said i knew you're gonna set me up or whatever so they have a shootout which like an old wild west shootout <laughs> right in front of the dea right so as the dea agents are pulling up they see desna uh shoot um and uh right in the chest she falls off of the dock and then she's floating in the water and desna shoots her again so i was like damn like i kind of thought like she was gonna like pull her back up or this is like another scene where i was like is this a dream like right i was like, like she don't kill a baby damn <laughs> right that's where we're at <laughs> that's how low we just <laughs> right I was like god damn. i was like you really hate this bitch like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing was like like i said ann had put that tnt in the boat and so i'm like but you still friends with the other girls you gonna blow everybody up <laughs> right or the dea the dea they didn't see this this dynamite either yeah yeah they were just gonna let that slide <laughs> well, so, well actually she did put the tnt in before they got there yeah but i'm saying the boat still would have exploded and they would have blamed ah. you. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's an excellent point. <laughs> if it had all gone according to your plan. <laughs> and 
Right. So, <laughs> so, um, in I guess kind of like the B story, uh, Dean is really concerned about this. Dean is Desna's brother. And he says, whenever Desna has a plan, or whenever Desna says she has a plan, it always falls through and people die. I was like, well, <laughs> first of all, what a read, but also <laughs> spot on. Like, Desna swears like she's like this boss and all this, but like, you're actually gonna like suck at this. Mm-hmm. No, she did get her Maserati, so she was doing something right. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All that for a Maserati. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all she that had... death for a Maserati. <laughs> I mean, no. um, <laughs> she also that fly ass condo. Does that sweeten the pot at all? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. So, anyways, um, after you know, Anne is like killed, like in the water. I'm like, this was so stupid. Like, you could have had her <laughs> caught. You could have had immunity. Like why did you have to have this last like standoff like mm-hmm. like you know Desna pretty much killed you she didn't have a choice like you were shooting at her anyways like um as soon as like the DA or as soon as like she shoots Anne off the dock and the DA is there watching it you see um Jen um Jen Bryce their kids Polly and Virginia running toward the boat so they all like get on the boat and, you know, Desna gives a little, like, wave or head tilt or, or hat tilt to the uh, to the DA agent. And then the boat explodes. The <laughs> boat fucking explodes. <laughs> and the first thought I had was like, damn, with the kids on it? Oh, my first thought was, is there a submarine? How, how did they fake their deaths? I was like, this is way too convenient. <laughs> so, so that was, like, my initial shock was just like damn Jen's I wish Jen would have left her kids and then like it immediately went a commercial break and I was like wait I'm like there's no way they would have shown us like two children getting blown up on the <laughs> this there has to be like some shit going on um also I wanted to note with the uh main I can't think of her name but the uh lady DA agent she's when she runs up she has like heels on I think they might be like you know kind of short hidden heels but so, why are you wearing like you know what the what today is why do you not have on sneakers <laughs> maybe she has an archaic workplace where she's required to still wear heels <laughs> not a dress code for women only <laughs> yeah. oh my god so <laughs> so we you know fast forward a couple months we so dean has met um a lady named eve they have a baby on the way so what's not you know i i'm in and out of the show what's yeah. not expecting um your girl from terminator to be his <gasps> love interest oh my god I, that is her that's uh what's her name sarah connor sarah connor yeah, yeah. holy shit yeah i have not seen terminator in a very long time that is totally right. <laughs> wow wow okay that makes that this even cooler um, so um i was really glad that you know he has like his new family and he's you know still grieving over losing desna but at least you know he has his new girlfriend he's gonna have a baby it, you know he has some kind of family so 
uh, he ends up getting an unmarked package, um, just has his name on it. So it has a cassette tape inside. He listens to it and Desna explains everything. Um, her and Anne had truly like fallen out, but after Jen got hospitalized, they, um, you know, put all that silly shit aside and came up with a plan to fool the, uh, the DA together. So and being informant was basically fake. Like it was just kind of to also uh, another way to throw uh, DA off the scent. <laughs> Desna says that um, she's like, I know it looks like the boat blew up, but <laughs> what happened was um, I hired a team with, I guess, you know, Polly's money and help that they hired a team of former Navy SEALs and like I think scuba divers and a tech crew from a Vegas magic act that was in between jobs <laughs> which again there was like 36 hours to get out of the country <laughs> right how did you find oh like I, I get like money can do a lot but you can't buy time like like right uh, or coordinate schedules yeah that quickly <laughs> fly people out that quickly right i'm like all these people were just like nearby in florida like that's i mean vegas is like a what six hour flight like (laughs) alone so anyways she didn't really shoot and and um you know they were blanks or whatever and got a scuba tank that was waiting for her under the water And the boat that uh, Desna and everybody else got on was just a decoy. They had threw the TNT onto another boat that was waiting in the harbor. So the boat that blew up was a decoy boat. But like, I rewound this part like at least four <laughs> times because I was trying to figure out like, and there was like a little kind of like marina or like, or I guess like a boathouse or whatever. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, so maybe the boat kind of, it was like partially hidden for like a, a couple of seconds right. i don't understand how it was able to go back there and then this other decoy boat was able to go out and it was seamless right and then did they just park behind the little boathouse the whole time they did an investigation how did they get away <laughs> how did they actually get away exactly yeah like what you said about there being like a submarine that would have made more sense because i don't understand how <laughs> And I know they like change like the stickers and shit on the boat, mm-hmm. but still, I'm like, if you see another boat that looks almost identical <laughs> floating away, you're not gonna be like, hmm, like maybe I should take a closer look, right? <laughs> or uh, did they find Anne's body? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, just silly, just yeah, so silly to me. But also, like, this is literally. <laughs> been the entire show where they have gotten away with literal murder <laughs> the entire time so it's it's par for the course pretty much it has been and what i've always enjoyed about the show was that it was like it was always like kind of a little out there and like somewhat unrealistic and i remember um they used to do like an after show and they said like every episode we tried to have some kind of like fantasy sequence so mm-hmm. i remember there was like one where like Clay was like at his pool and he had um like you know how they have like that choreographed like swimming that used to be in like 1930s films like they were like synchronized swimming it's it's an Olympic sport yeah but you you know they would have like all the like Esther Williams and like all the like yeah yeah yeah, but like it was like a big grand 
like you know with like 30 girls or, or 30 women like in the pool yes so that was like one fantasy sequence there was like another one where I think like all the ladies like in the salon like saying like Lady Marmalade or something like that so there was just always like something fun but this just felt like okay like <laughs> you gotta like like there were too many things that like were just impossible that happened yeah. like one too many yeah one too many. all of it too many <laughs> <laughs> all of it so so you know after so dean's very happy and i was i was glad for him like he knows his that was a cute alive. scene yeah, yeah that was cute because yeah he was he was really going through it um but so after that, we see that they are in Cuba. They made it to Havana. Everyone is, you know, dressed in their best Celia Cruz gear, <laughs> Holly would say. So um, uh, they're hanging out and Dez is on the phone with Roller. And she says, okay, I love you too. See you soon, whatever. So clearly they're back together. And I'm like, it would have been nice to see Roller, you know, since... The episode featured a lot of like flashbacks, which I appreciated because I needed the refreshers of yeah, I did what happened. That. I just, yeah, I feel like they should have brought him back. Yeah, so I had to watch um, recaps of the previous seasons because, especially like with season three, um, because of COVID, there was, I think season three ended in 2019 or early 2020. So it's been like a really long time. But I remember you saying, like, didn't Roller like get killed or something? But he had actually fled to Cuba. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay. And and Desna did say, you know, like, I'm going to meet back up with you when the time is right. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now this is, like, kind of, like, making more sense. So, yeah, so they're back together. And, you know, they have, like, a final little family, like, you know, oh, like, I love you, girl. We all we got, like, a little, <laughs> little moment. Like, that was fun. Um, and then Anne goes into labor. So that's yeah. that's how the show ends. They're heading to take their girl to the hospital to uh I guess have the next generation of uh, <laughs> of male murderesses. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets a happy ending. Yeah. And I I, I did want to know the final song that they play is Donna Summer Bad Girls, which I thought was pretty appropriate and really fit the vibe of this show but yeah as you said everyone gets a happy ending so I wanted to ask like how do you feel about that because I don't really feel like any of them (laughs) deserve certainly not most of them like I think Dean definitely deserved a happy ending I'm glad he got that I meant more Um, like the the women but oh yeah none of them um all of them should have been under the jail or <laughs> face some type of consequence. Um, I even feel like by this final season, they had done so much and strayed so far away from their like sisterhood that initially bonded them. That I'm like, I'm not really even rooting for any <laughs> any of these characters, unfortunately. Yeah, that was something like that was really apparent like when I went back and watched the recaps because like at first like you know Desna was um yeah it was just kind of like minor crimes like she just really wanted to make a better life for her and Dean and she was just you know trying to look out for her friends they were looking out for each other 
like it didn't feel as um I don't know like intentionally like malicious I guess as the seasons went on mm-hmm. but I forgot that the season um where they were dealing with like the Russian mafia like uh Zlata um really saw a lot of potential in Desna and she was kind of like you know like you want to be friends or you want to be a boss like you can't really do both and I think that was really like the turning point for Desna and you see like even like the way she dresses like everything like kind of changed um after after that Mm. so I think what we saw in Cuba like was her being like you know that wasn't it like I thought that was what I wanted I thought I wanted to be a boss and whatever but like that's that wasn't what was important like I lost sight of you know y'all and my family like this is what's important to me yeah do you feel like Desna did enough to like I felt like it was kind of unrealistic for everything to be honky-dory um in Cuba and even after like I guess her making amends with quiet Anne, that seemed too convenient (laughs) after she she killed her wife well Um, she didn't she didn't kill her or she was involved though somehow wrong place wrong time she blamed her though right and blamed desna yeah but i if i remember correctly i also kind of felt like it wasn't really like it was desna's fault in that desna got them wrapped up in this world i guess Mm -hmm. but like it wasn't like desna like killed her or set arlene up to be killed or anything like that got it well i still feel like she had some more um some more apologies maybe that were due to people (laughs) (laughs) before just everything was honky-dory yeah i agree i like when quiet in like when her water broke I kind of had that thought, like, I wonder if sometimes, like, there's gonna be, like, laying out on the beach or whatever, and she's just gonna look over at her, like, I should have killed this hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that res- underlying resentment is always kind of gonna be there. Yeah. I was also, like, Quiet Ed is very small. She's a very tiny pregnant woman. Like, is this baby okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think they gave her enough padding. That's true. When she was like at the dock and she on that like crushed velvet suit or whatever, she did mm-hmm. look like maybe like three months pregnant. Like it did look <laughs> like she w- yeah. I feel like there have been scenes where she's looked more pregnant than that. Mm. Like she didn't really even look pregnant at all right there. But yeah, I feel like that was uh this was like an example of like a show giving just giving a happy ending like and you know maybe this is like for the fans like oh like my girls made it like yay whatever mm-hmm. um and also like you know this is like it's a, it's a, it's a comedic show it's not a drama so i i was thinking about like the series finale of the americans and mm-hmm. how that finale it was like you kind of wanted them to get away but you knew that like they did not deserve to have complete happiness and I feel like the ending did a really good job of giving you like a little bit of both of those things um I can't think of uh it's just the first show that comes to mind for that I haven't seen you know stuff like Breaking Bad or whatever maybe they did I don't know how that ended but uh yeah Breaking I feel like most I guess mm non-comedies that is a 
evolution. Like they start off lighthearted and then as things become darker, they evolve and I feel like real consequences happen where they don't necessarily get their their happy endings in the way that they they all hoped. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, this is fantasy. So, you know. It is. I think for me, I was disappointed that they didn't have like a big like musical number at the end. I was kind of expecting that. Um, oh, they should have. They should have did the bad girls. Right. Something that I feel like that had been kind of their signature. Yeah. Uh, doing some type of musical number and Damn, you're so nothing. right that's a huge missed opportunity i didn't think about that right and then at first so a lot of desna's scenes in this episode were like via facetime so i'm like is this covid <laughs> like what what is this i was wondering that too because it looked like real facetime so i was like is she like at home like what's happening Right. I was like, what is what is going on? Like yeah. Yeah, she wasn't in any scenes except for Cuba. Yeah, I well I guess when she shot Quiet Anne too. Oh shoot. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I can't forget the, the showdown. <laughs> well yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about uh, I know you have not watched in like a season or so, but How'd you feel about it being over? Um, I really enjoyed the show when it first came out. I, I kind of fell out of love with it because it just seemed, it got to be like really Mm far-fetched, but that's also probably why we watch the show is that it is so ridiculous. And how are they going to get out of this, this next kerfuffle? Um, (laughs) 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 so i think you know what i what i dislike about the show is also something that i like about the show Mm -hmm. um but i think you're right it it was time it was time because somebody would have had to eventually die (laughs) at this rate you know as far as like one of the core ladies probably would have had to die um so you know, I'm I'm glad. I think I'm most happy for Dean. I think Dean's arc and his evolution through the course of the show was probably, you know, one of the best. He gained his independence from Desna. Mm-hmm. He, I would say, also from like the writer perspective of the show, they gave him more to do other than being just kind of like confused and panicky and, yeah. you know, kind of the, the autistic younger brother I feel like they made him a more well-rounded character by giving him you know his career path and his love and his family that's uh coming up um even Virginia I think Virginia evolved a lot during the show too I mean yeah kind of devolved at the end but (laughs) she was on a good trajectory so to speak um don't forget she saved Desna's life at the end of uh season two she did yeah she did she also killed her homegirl for no reason. Okay. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> but who were kind of your most favorite characters and whose evolution did you like the best on the show? Um, I'll agree with what you said about Dean and Virginia's evolutions. Um, I definitely, definitely good to see them grow. 
I am glad that, you know, Dean found Eve and they're building a family together. This seems like, seems like a good fit. I did really like um, Jen and Desna's friendship. Like, I just always found them. I just thought they were like really funny together. Like they felt like real, like best friends to me. And it would always make me laugh. <laughs> like Desna would say to Jen, like something like, yo, black ass. And Jen was like, you know, you know, I love it when you say my black ass or whatever. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed their friendship. Um, and I, I will say like, even though like Clay, Uncle Daddy was, you know, like a, a villain on the show and, um, you know, I, I can't say I really liked his character. I loved watching his character. I don't know if I've ever seen a character like that on TV before. <laughs> like, he was just so, like, unapologetic about everything. Like, just gave in to, like, <laughs> like every vice he wanted. Like, um, but, you know, still, like, in his own odd way, like, really loved his family. And um, that was just, like what a dope character like yeah I uh I, I will miss seeing Clay Husser if I had to compare him to another um sexually fluid gangster uh, I feel like he's like the white Omar from the white he is not Omar girl <laughs> what he he killed people all the time, he had a reputation for kind of being a badass. He did what he wanted, his lifestyle. He was open about it, didn't hide it, didn't, didn't hold anything back. He was who he was, and he was loyal to who he was loyal to. He had a code, and he lived by it. Nah, that's like, Omar was like the, like, Baltimore, like, Robin Hood. You know, you know who they're calling the new Omar now? Ooh. Fez, Fezco, from what? Victoria. No, Fezco is not that cutthroat. I feel like he's more like Omar than I feel like Uncle Daddy is way more cutthroat than Omar. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I don't feel like Uncle Daddy had the <laughs> same kind of code that Omar had. Probably true. Omar was a little more um, principled, maybe. Yes, in his yeah. code. Uncle Daddy was. He changed his mind a lot. I still don't understand why he thought like Quiet Anne's baby was <laughs> like his heir. I don't. That's confusing to me. He just he wanted that that clean slate with a new baby. But like none of Bryce kids, like none of the daughters could be. <laughs> that's what I was wondering why he didn't want to try to like raise them up to be like the I don't know head honcho, but. Um... Yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe Jen or Bryce too, maybe they just didn't want them involved in that life. That's what I assume. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll never know at this point, but I don't know. That was the only comparison, mainly because their sexuality and how freely they choose to display it on TV. That is my main Omar comparison. No, it's not. <laughs> what what other what other characters have you seen like that? Usually they're hyper masculine and well, they're still both hyper masculine. 
hyper masculine but also very hetero they are yeah. not as sexual but i feel like that's the only thing they have in common is that they are queer and they um you know have killed some people but i feel like the reasons they kill people are very different i feel like omar tried to not kill people and i feel like clay was like eh, all in a day's work it's been a while since I've seen The Wire, but I'm pretty sure he killed some people indiscriminately. <laughs> in I there. really feel like he tried not to. But, yeah. Oh, I love Omar. Omar coming. But, yeah. Uh, do you have any any final thoughts on the final episode of Claws? Um... No, nothing that hasn't already been said. I uh, I wonder if Karuchi will be in anything after this. Yeah, she is um, going to be in a new show, I saw. Let me tell you the oh. name of it. I think her acting did improve as the show went on. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like oddly like proud of her. Oh, no, she's, come, she's come a long way. She has come a long way. I know she was 33. Okay. Karuchi? Yeah. How old did you think she was? Still in her 20s? Like, yeah, like 28 or 29, maybe. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, Karuchi is apparently on Bel Air. Really? Yeah. She plays okay. someone named Ivy. Name who? Ivy. <laughs> Ivy? Like poison? Oh, Ivy. Ivy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so she's out here working. Good for her. Yeah. Okay, one thing I did forgot to mention. They were speaking very freely on all their phone calls. I'm like, was nobody worried about their phones being tapped? Right, the DA won't tap <laughs> none of the phones. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the only thing I did not mention that really had me like, okay, now, like, Somebody, y'all got to speak in code or something. <laughs> what also tripped me out is at the end when Desmond was giving her whole speech about how, you know, I was pursuing, you know, money and I wanted to be a boss, blah, blah, blah. And then she proceeds to say, like, um, basically that the money doesn't matter. You know, you girls are what matters. And I'm like, niggas love to say that when they up. <laughs> <laughs> They love to say money don't matter when they up. <laughs> but just three seasons ago, <laughs> you were down to do anything for the Skrilla. <laughs> that is true. And, um, you know, Polly had married that Baron who ended up um, dying on their wedding night. So she got that huge inheritance. So the girls were set for. A very long time. Yeah. Holly yeah. came through. She sure did. All right. Well, um, farewell to Claus. Even though it did uh get a little get a little off the um not real. Yeah, oh yeah, real. That's the <laughs> yes. like off the rocks. Off the <laughs> little, off the rails. Yeah, lush. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking like literal like cliff rocks. Sure, that too. Um, I still still really enjoyed it. It was still a hella entertaining show, so I I will definitely miss it. Sayonara, 
claws. What you got your eyes on <laughs> this week? So um, going back to Oscar nominated things, um, I saw Spencer, uh, the film where Kristen Stewart plays Princess Diana. That is on Hulu now. Oh, okay. So, and she is nominated for Best Lead Actress. So I have heard mixed reviews about her performance. Mm. Um, but now that it's on Hulu, I'm planning to watch it. I just like, I can't imagine Kristen Stewart doing a British accent. No, or emoting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Um, I'm gonna gonna watch that. Um, I've I've been meaning to watch Being the Ricardos, as you mentioned. Both Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem were nominated for lead actor and actress. Um, so I I plan to watch that. That's on Amazon Prime. Um, I think I felt a little way about it because I did feel like Deborah Messing would have been perfect. Oh, the Lucille Ball role. Really. Okay. Yeah, people have been saying that for years. And I was I was surprised that they went with Nicole Kidman because I was like, if they're going with someone in this age range, then why not Deborah Messing? Mm. Gotta ask Deborah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, she's probably wondering the same thing. <laughs> um, so also uh the new romantic comedy called Marry Me. Uh, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson and oh also Maluma. Gosh. You um, want to see that? Well, I no, I, I didn't have any plans to watch it, but I saw it's going to be on Peacock, and I'm like, well, if I can watch it on TV, sure, I'll watch anything that's on TV. Said that they're trying to dub Jennifer Lopez as like the queen of rom coms. I said that. <laughs> That is literally on the previews I've been seeing. Like the queen of rom coms, Jennifer. No, <laughs> Lopez. That's outrageous. That is. It's a claim that they are making. I'm like, wow, that's a reach. That's a reach. That's yeah. I I feel like there's a lot of people who would have something to say about that. I mean, she's been in rom coms, <laughs> right? They're not like quintessential. You know, they're not like. I don't know. I don't think her rom-coms are that good, honestly. So I, I'm thinking Made in Manhattan. What, what, what other? Uh, oh, the one, um, the Wedding Planner. I did uh -huh. like that movie. Um, uh, I, yeah, I can't even think. Ben Affleck didn't one together. A couple too. Were no, they, they were in. G I don't think Geely was a comedy, and yeah. I can't remember what the other movie was. Jersey Monster and Monster in Law. Oh, what Monster in Law wasn't a romantic comedy. That was more about her relationship with Jane Fonda as her mother in law. Because I was, there's that movie and then a movie that came out a few years ago, I think Second, something Second Chance, something like that. Mm -hmm. Where she, which actually I did kind of enjoy that movie, but it's not a romantic comedy. It's just a comedy. So, well, they're calling her the queen of rom coms, mm -hmm. and I disagree. I, I too disagree. Mm -mm. Um, but yeah, since it's going to be on Peacock for free, it's in theaters and Peacock. Um, oh, so okay, yeah. so I might, you know, I might, I might check it out since I can just watch it on my TV. And lastly, 
Um, have you heard about love and hip hop lineage to legacy? Is this where they find out what African tribes they're? Yeah, I've seen previous stories. <laughs> you seem unmoved. I am <laughs> <laughs> very much. Unmoved. Why can't they find out about their heritage? I think it's great, but I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I don't care to know where uh, Bobby Lights people come from. <laughs> I, just, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where Mama D's. <laughs> like I, some of these, like COVID spinoffs from some of these reality shows, I'm just like, who is watching this? Apparently, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, so do you not like? Um, I think who do you? Was it? I think who do you think you are? That was a show that was on a few years ago, and now um, Henry Louis Gates has his show. Um, is it called Not Find My People? I can't think of what his show is called, but you know, all these shows about um, genealogy basically. So, do you not like any of those shows? I'm saying I have not watched them. I think I would care more about the genealogy of Viola Davis than I would of. Um, Anybody from Love and Hip Hop franchise? <laughs> you wow! Know? So you're like ranking a, you're ranking black people by importance now. That's problematic. Just saying, it's not the content I want to see. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care to know. Good for them, but I don't, it doesn't need to be filmed for me. <laughs> I'm I'm a nerd, so like I love <laughs> these kind of shows. Like any kind of like. History, genealogy stuff I'm into. I love like the two shows that I, I just mentioned. So I'm excited to watch this. Um, so just, <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, I just, I did not expect this from you. I did not. You know I like history. Why would I not like this? But I think it's just, it's just... <laughs> For me, I just don't care about the people. <laughs> I just don't care about the people. I think my thing is like I would probably watch this about pretty much like anyone. Because it's just interesting to me to see like, you know, people find out like things about their lineage and especially, you know, for us, like being able to trace back where we came from. Like that's a huge deal. So Yeah, right. Well, good for them. <laughs> I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> So let me just give very quickly, it is um, a two-part special where fan favorites from Love and Hip Hop and Black Ink Crew will be able to trace their lineage. <sighs> and the Black Ink Crew people <laughs> definitely don't care about it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 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 Okay, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I I don't care as much about black. <laughs> I mean, not like them. I'll, them find their lineage is cool, but like I've never really been into Black Ink Crew. But I do like <laughs> loving hip hop, so. <laughs> though I haven't watched it in a while. But so, anyways, um, they will be able to trace their lineage with help from Dr. Gina Page, DNA identity expert and co-founder of AfricanAncestry.com. 
AfricanAncestry.com has the largest and most comprehensive database of over 30,000 indigenous African DNA samples, making it possible to determine countries and ethnic groups of origin. Okay. So, I also like, I would love to try AfricanAncestry.com. Oh, I don't trust giving my DNA to these folks <laughs> or any, any of the companies. I don't trust them. Not saying specifically to this one. I, I too would love to know where I come from. I just yeah. don't trust giving people that information. I, I wish someone else in my immediate family would do it. That way I could, you know, find out. Yeah, but even if, see, that's the thing that's scary to me. It doesn't matter if you do it or somebody in your family does it. If something goes down and they trace it back, they'll be able to trace anybody in your family scary yeah yeah that part is scary see we can't we can't even learn where we come from because of the government tracking us <laughs> but to be fair they could probably very easily get our like they already know. have it yes yeah. they already have it we have they to get blood drawn at the doctor and all that shit so i already have it but <laughs> I'm gonna sign my rights away to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. That's fair. I'm not gonna disagree with you. Uh, but anyways, love, love, and hip hop lineage to legacy. Uh, <laughs> that's what is this gonna make them act right? What you say? Is it gonna make them act right? Yeah. No. If they find out they're from quote unquote kings and queens, <laughs> are they gonna start acting like it? <laughs> we was kings. <laughs> No, you already know. <laughs> They're gonna be right back for fighting uh, next season. And so, rolling in their graves. <laughs> the first episode came on on February seventh, and uh, the second and final uh, part of the special will come on Monday, February fourteenth. So, hey, something special for Valentine's Day! Yay! Yay! <laughs> what are you watching? Okay. Uh, I have been caught up in the Winter Olympics this week. That's in full swing. So I've been watching a lot of that. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Olympics. So I think it's just cool. These random sports that people like train their entire lives to do that you've never even heard of. Um, so I've been watching the Olympics. I just got a free <laughs> Apple Plus subscription. So I've been watching a couple of shows on there. There's this one show called Suspicion that I've gotten into. I think there's only like two or three episodes, but it's about this um, like media mogul whose son gets kidnapped and somehow they're blaming these, this American media mogul, they're okay. blaming these like three British people who seem to not really be involved. So it's kind of, you know, unwinding their involvement and are they suspects, are they innocent kind of deal. Um, stars Uma Thurman and a couple other British actors who, like, I've seen their faces, but don't know their names. So sorry to them. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think they're, re they're releasing episodes like once a week. So I've been checking that out. Uh, <laughs> Power Book Four Force with Tommy that came out the first episode premiered last week and I I checked that out I think it has promise we'll see where it goes I 
I don't know. The the power spinoffs are a little underwhelming right now. Uh, I feel like Power, the first season, had a very like distinct feel and mood and vibe to it that I feel like they lost along the way. And now it's like mm. trickling over into all the spinoffs. But I'm hoping this one goes back to like first season Power. And it does seem that they're headed in that direction to being a little more better written, um, a little more thought out and purposeful with a lot of the stuff that they're doing. Um, so I'm watching that. Uh, Sorry, can I ask you really quick? Sorry. Yeah. Did you see, um, I can't remember if I sent you the tweet, but somebody was like, uh, like, was it book four, Force? Uh-huh. And then it was like, Black people, <laughs> have you watched Tommy yet? And then it was like, <laughs> All people with like a bunch of like tech screenshots of people being like, have you watched Tommy? Did you watch Tommy yet? <laughs> I mean, they really should just call it book for Tommy. I don't... <laughs> but I I like Tommy, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. There's this really <laughs> bizarre show on hbo max that i've been watching called chillin island it is like this crew of like two white dudes and like an indian dude and they're like super weird and kind of outdoorsy and they're like introducing rappers like trap rappers to nature (laughs) and is this reality (laughs) <laughs> so so that's the confusing part because it 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 feels like reality but also feels very scripted so it, it kind okay. of like toes that line of is this real did they plan any of this <laughs> <laughs> there's always like animals involved and it's very trippy and bizarre but weirdly entertaining <laughs> mm, okay so I'm looking forward to getting caught up on that. Um, I discovered a show this weekend that came out on Sunday. It's called Afro Pop. I think you would really like it. It's almost like the Black PBS in that they they highlight a lot of, or maybe they're doing this specifically for Black History Month, but <laughs> they highlight a lot of kind of like lesser known Black figures um so the episode that i saw was on uh mama africa and Mm -hmm. um just like her her journey uh through her music and like her activism um it's hosted by your girl from gosh orange is the new black danielle oh uh brooks yes it's hosted by her um she actually does a really good job um like her another episode they like showcase a lot of like black short films so it's just a lot of like black media and arts that's highlighted and focused on and i don't know it was really dope i i was intrigued watching it okay so check that i forgot what channel it came on but it was called afro pop yeah that definitely sounds right up my alley um also thank you for mentioning danielle brooks because in the news segment, I forgot to mention uh, they are doing the colorful. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's a musical. Yes, 
well, it's that's already been done. Wait, so it's the so it's, it's like the, the Broadway. So it's not like a remake of the movie. It's like a uh, version of the Broadway musical. Oh, uh, so, yeah, a little different. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. That that makes I can get behind that. All right, I thought this was like redoing straight up the yeah. film adaptation when. Oprah is still alive, and most of the people in the movie are still alive and well. Right, right. Yeah, okay. no. So it is a it is a film version of the Broadway musical, and what I've heard is for the script they have combined obviously the musical with some like the movie and the book too, but it's mm-hmm. going to be a musical. Uh, so uh, you mentioned Danielle Brooks; she's going to be playing Sophia, uh, who Oprah originated uh, in the nineteen eighty five film. Fantasia is playing Seely. Uh, Taraji P. Henson. The main was- character? Yeah, yeah. Our our good North well, Carolina sis. Well, okay. I was going to say, I wish they had casted more of the Broadway people, but I think, did Fantasia, yeah, Fantasia play? She, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. That makes sense. That uh-huh. makes sense. Our yes. good, um, I forgot about that. Where is she from? High Point? Mm-hmm. Taraji P. Henson is Shig Avery. Um, Hallie Bailey is Nettie. Coleman Domingo is Mr. Corey Hawkins is Harpo and her Ooh. is Leek. Coulson's gonna be a good mister. Oh my god. Good oh mister. god, he's so good. He is so good. Mm-hmm. Um the only one I'm confused about is Hallie because she's playing Nettie. So I wonder they may have uh, like you know, when they're kids, maybe mm-hmm. they'll have someone else playing Seely. But it mm. seems like they would have hired someone a little bit older to play Nettie. Yeah. I would have saw her as uh who was Harpo's second wife? Uh Squeak. Squeak. Yeah, that's <laughs> like playing. Yeah. I feel like she should have been Squeak. <laughs> but, yeah, I could I could have I could have seen that. Okay. I, I feel differently now that I know it is the musical. I'm I'm a little more here for this. I'm not as anti as I was previously. Okay, good. I did not realize you didn't realize it was the musical. No, no. I just saw film and was like, oh, (laughs) enough with the remakes. Good God. (laughs) But I do wish they had put more of like the Broadway act. Well, I guess, you know, that would have been what Cynthia Rebo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a, a lot of people on Twitter were like, you know, Cynthia Rebo is just seething. Yeah. But it would have been nice if they had given more of the Broadway girls a chance to cross over. Yeah. I did. I saw it years ago. It was the traveling show in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And uh, Latoya London played. She's, yeah, I think she was Sealy. She was, uh, do you remember um, on Fantasia season of American Idol, the big three, it was like her, Jennifer Hudson, and Latoya London? Vaguely, vaguely remember Latoya. Yeah, Um, so she was excellent from what I remember. Okay. Yeah. So anything else for you, Claire? No, I'm all set. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, Please um, subscribe. We are on Apple, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Please rate, subscribe. Uh, or I said subscribe. <laughs> Please rate and comment. Actually, um, five stars only. Four for more. Um, and uh, follow us on social media. Um, Facebook and Instagram are their eyes. We're watching TV. And Please comment, engage with us on the Facebook and Instagram page. We'd love to get you guys' feedback. Yeah, and Cam, you're doing your um, theme song Thursdays. And we did get a couple people reminiscing about hanging with Mr. Cooper on that one. Yes, hopefully that'll, that'll increase some engagement. Yeah. You know, I'm all about a, about a theme song. Yeah, and if there's stuff that y'all want to see, let us know. We definitely want to uh, want to talk to y'all more. So, um, again, their eyes were watching TV, all one word on Facebook and Instagram, and TEWWTV podcast on Twitter. Cool. All righty. Till next time. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Hasta luego. <laughs> Bye.